0: Hello amazing ladies and welcome to the Her Story podcast. I am your host Kylie King, the founder of Australian Ladies in Business Initiative and I am so excited to be joined by the amazing Artemis K. Harney from Artemis K. Thank you for joining me today. Thanks Kylie. I'm looking forward to our chat. So let's get started. Let's um, introduce yourself to the listeners and what you do. Okay, so
1: I, I call myself a clarity coach for want of a better word. <laughs> um, it's kind of like life coach with the gloves off. Okay, so I use shadow work. I help people develop their intuition as a way of accessing their own truth, various personal development tools. Basically, when people start recognizing the patterns that they're stuck in and how they are part of the problem, then I'm happy to get in there and we. Let's say we shovel the shit out of the way together.
0: There's just so many things you said there. I was like, yes, (laughs) like (laughs) taking the gloves off with coaching. I like that because not everyone needs like their hair stroke. Sometimes people just need to kick up the bum or the gloves off. I also like the part that sometimes we are the problem and we are our biggest issue to sort of get out of the way, but until we can acknowledge that. So that's awesome. And I like that you... I don't like that you shovel shit. I like that you help people shovel <laughs> shit. Shit's I them
1: shovel the shit. I, I tell people I'm a shit shoveler, but I bring the bulldozer. Oh, that's All cool. the layers of all the shoulds and kuds and would've and kudus that we get buried under. And then we kind of get to that point where we're like, I'm suffocating. I can't even come up for air. That's when, you know... Look, most people... And that's how I started in this myself. Most people really have to hit a hard spot before they can lean into the discomfort of doing this work for themselves. But what I say to people is once you've transformed one or two stories or one or two blocks and you can experience the the ease on the other side, then you tend to recognize when things are happening and want to address them without having to wait till they get really really bad right so like the first couple of times somebody comes for like a session they're like right how quickly do we get this done i'm like uh, there is no done this is the rest of your life <laughs> there is no done but it gets easier it actually gets joyous it actually you know sometimes i have conversations with people and i go the next day i go oh my god what was that about i go oh there's a pattern for me to investigate. (laughs) You know, I get excited because I'm like, when I'm not playing games with myself, then life is going to be better. It is gonna be more fulfilling. It is gonna be more exciting. So I'm not gonna lie and say that in the moment, I'm happy about being triggered, but when I've you know found my center again, then I go, okay, I'm gonna look at that. So when people start, yes, we usually hit a really hard spot before we go, okay, what am I doing that's causing this? What am I that's at least making it worse? What can I do differently? But what I say to people is stay with it, lean into the discomfort. And then you'll soon realize that there is so much gold for you on the other side that some people like crazy people like me will even do it voluntarily.
0: (laughs) I think it's important to realize like when we try to sort of excavate anything, it's always a shit ton messier until it gets better. Like if you've ever tried to declutter your house and you're like, why is there more things now? is because once you like sort of start digging, there are going to be things that come up that you then need to go through and sift through. But then once you've sifted through and it's organized, as you said, it's just gold after there. Because then you don't have to worry about that pile anymore. You can move on to this story or this pile and and work on that one. Exactly. Because we need, there's so much Joy out there, and so much amazing experiences that we tend to not be able to see or participate in because we're just stuck in this pile of shit we made for ourselves, really. If I use some it. created shit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> some we created, some was created for us, but we don't get to experience everything awesome when we're stuck in this pile yes. of shit. absolutely Absolutely. (laughs) so what got you started in because doing any work like this it can take a lot out of you to, to to do that yourself like to go I'm gonna help people clear their own shit when you have your own shit like it's a lot to go I'm gonna be of service to others by helping them be the best they can what got you started in that
1: Kylie I've been interested in like spiritual stuff and um personal development stuff since my late teens and i'd done tons of workshop and read books and done this and you know it, and i can now in hindsight see how in those early years i was applying that knowledge where it was easy and convenient right but it wasn't until i actually had my children which was in my late 30s and choosing to be a stay at home mom which nobody i knew did and my whole identity was my job title, how much I made, how much people told me how wonderful I was for the work I did. So I stopped my job thinking I was going to be at home with this new baby for like two, three months, stick in childcare, then go and get my, you know, chase my career. Cause I had all these aspirations of being an art director at a national magazine kind of thing. The little bugger popped out and I said to my husband, I have to stay home and raise her. Like, it was like this beyond, I'm like, where did that come from? It's nobody I know did that. My mother didn't do that. My sister didn't do that. So I'm like, I don't even know where that came from, but luckily he was of the same, you know, feeling. So I stayed at home and went into the deepest depression. And then by the time my son was born three years later, I was in an abyss, I was in a hole. But because what I had what they call high functioning depression, Hardly anybody knew what was going on with me. There was a couple of friends who kind of started uh, realizing when my kids were a bit older. Um, but, you know, I hit it well. I was dissolving inside. I had some very harsh thoughts about what I was going to do in my life or not do with the rest of my life and all those kind of things. And I remember like when my kids were, especially my first one, she was in like kindy and preschool. So it was like she was like three, four years. So this had already been going on for three, four years. And I remember saying to some of my new mom friends, I'm so angry all the time. I'm so tired all the time. What is wrong with me? Oh, nothing. You're just a new mom. You're just tired. Don't worry about it. And then I'm thinking, okay, so what I'm feeling isn't real. So they were unintentionally helping me gaslight myself, right? So I'm thinking, okay, so there's nothing wrong with me. These thoughts, they don't actually exist, which then became a real kind of mess of hiding them even from myself and it wasn't until my first child was about six so again this was now going on for four or five years now that we moved into my parents house for about a year while we built this house and I tell you Kylie this is probably the only person in the world who could have said this to me and I would have heard it in that moment what was happening with my depression is as I said nobody else knew what was going on but I would be triggered left, right and center. And the ones I always took it out on was my kids. I would just be like a bomb, right? And one day soon after we'd moved in with my parents, I just lost it at my kids again. And my mother in that beautiful heartfelt mother heart that she has said to me, what's going on with you? This isn't you. And in that moment, all of it felt seen. All of that telling myself that what I was feeling and the anger and stuff that wasn't there because I thought nobody else says it's there. So it must not be there because I don't trust myself that it's actually there. My mother called it out with absolute no judgment and pure love. This is not you what's going on. And I went, holy shit. And I tell you in that moment, I saw the look on my kids faces and I was destroying them. So in those days, I didn't love myself enough to think I want to heal, I want to be happy. I didn't even think I deserved any of that. All I thought was I would skin myself alive from my kids. So I can't keep doing this to them. So that's when I started to get real with my crap. That's when I started, you know, and I would go to a therapist or a counselor and sometimes they were help- helpful and sometimes they were crap. And I would go, well, you're just, you know, so it kind of took a process. It was an ongoing process, but every layer That I was able to go okay you're doing this because you have this story you're doing this because you're stuck here and this is where you need support so it was my own journey of like literally living in that abyss that I went okay so finding my way back to myself you know it wasn't an overnight thing but every day that I progressed in something every day where I was able to return to myself a little bit easier with less time was a win So then when my kids were old enough and I'm like, oh, what am I going to do with all this time? (laughs) I'm like, I really didn't want to go back to my design life. It just didn't excite me. But I'm like this, this stuff that saved me, this stuff that allowed me to become the kind of mother I wanted to be. That's what I want to put into the world. So that's how I got into this purely by my own. If I'm experiencing this then there might be other people who are experiencing this.
0: I think that's so beautiful because you have what you've experienced. You can say, I've done this. Your journey may be a bit different. There may be different bumps, but I've gone through this and I'm here to support you because there's that saying, and I, I can't remember who says it, but you know, your story is someone else's survival guide. So to be like, I've gone through this and I can now help you go through the same, it's a beautiful thing. I think it's an amazing thing because then it lets people know, well, Artemis did it. She's helping me do it. I know I can do it. I can see the light at the end of the tunnel. So what being in business, it comes with, you know, it comes with lots of fun and working with clients, but lots of fun, lots of fun. <laughs> I'm all about fun in business. <laughs> we like fun. fun. Yes. I think it comes with fun in regards to there's parts of your business that you love doing, because if you didn't love doing them and having some sort of fun, then I don't think we would be doing business. Well, I would hope not. I would really hope not. Um, <laughs> so if anyone's listening and they're like, I'm not having fun in my business dance during this podcast or something, have, a <laughs> fun. have I some fun, have some joyful moments. Um, yeah. But it comes with a lot of challenges. Business does have challenges, and I think if we don't have fun, then when the challenges come, they can be all-consuming. So, what would you say has been your biggest challenge so far in your business?
1: I think a couple of things. Part of it is being ex- being able to explain to people what I actually do. <laughs> I think that's one of the things, especially in you know when you go to these business courses and they say your thirty second int- you know introduction, and I'm like, how do you put this into thirty seconds? <laughs> so, part of it is being able to um explain what i do in a meaningful way for someone part of it is you know you always teach the thing you most need yourself right so considering the realm i play in when i'm in there with my clients i am constantly called on my own shit i am constantly having to up level and step you know deeper and deeper into my truth which i have got to the point where i actually enjoy that but in the early years, it was hard because you're trying to run the business and, bro, <laughs> right? Um, but I will say across the board, from a business perspective, marketing—that being able to authentically connect with people who you know you're here to serve—I think that would be my biggest challenge. But you know, I think, I think even if you're in your own business for like two years. And if you approach it consciously, it's like, you know, people who parent consciously, yes, it'll bring up all your crap, but gosh, you're so much better for it afterwards. And I feel like being in your own business is like that. If you're in your own business for two years and you approach it consciously, even if you decide to go back to work after that, even if you decide whatever, who you become, how much you grow to be able to deal with everything as you said that business throws at you and to remember to have fun and dance around when you need to which is a really good thing to remember I think the growth opportunity is so amazing and it impacts every part of your life you're not going to grow in your business and then you know it's not like a standalone bubble so for me constantly feeling the marketing challenge and then having that conversation with myself so do we not believe? What are we not believing? What do we need to own here? <laughs> so marketing, which is, you know, I could do it for other people, but it's always very confronting with those old stories of who are you to do this? And what makes you think you can, you know, all those beautiful little patterns that run. The, the There's street. like
0: earworms you don't realize you have until they come up and you're like, where did, what did that come from? Yeah. yeah no, that's a good one. I think marketing is a, that is a challenge especially because you've got so many different forms of marketing now too yeah like socials and all of that and okay, so let's get away from the challenges. What's been your biggest achievement so far?
1: Still being here? <laughs> <laughs> so how you know, is- growing through those challenges sometimes I'm like, gosh it would be so much easier just to go stack shells at Woolies. <laughs> But I'm like, this, what I do is my heart calling, even if I didn't charge money for it. You know, and and, and you know, the whole thing around money in, in this kind of industries is such an interesting journey as well, you know. But there's times when I thought, oh, this would be so much easier. I could just go and, you know, work at a shop or something. Then I'm like, but I don't want the easy. I want what's right. And it's, you know, part of what I realized on my own journey was I had really mistaken. Cause you know, in the spiritual realm, we talk about what is aligned or not aligned for you. But I had mistaken that for if it's uncomfortable, it means it's not aligned for you. And I'm like, oh wow, took a couple of goes for me to figure that one out, right? So like the screensaver on my phone is get comfortable with the uncomfortable because growth is uncomfortable. Learning anything new is uncomfortable. So for me, being a real recovering, hand up people pleasing recovery you know all that to go through the years and still go no I am staying in the discomfort no I'm going to say no I'm going to learn to say no I'm going to learn to keep my boundaries so as a person the growth I've had to go through and as a business owner bringing that into my business because the more I can embody it then the more I can support my clients because you know we're all going through this stuff you know the boundaries and the people pleasing and and the peacekeeping all of those wonderful things so I love that I'm still here and I love that I still love what I
0: do I love that that's a great achievement and I also love that what was it so being uncomfortable doesn't mean you're unaligned I think I've just had a breakthrough oh my goodness (laughs) damn it damn it Artemis now I can't just say oh that's unaligned to me because (laughs) I'm
1: Yeah. And look, and and for spiritual energy,
0: people like us, that's a really big one. It is a big one because I have seen people go, no, I've like, I've headbutted that brick wall. It mustn't be aligned. And sometimes that part was uncomfortable, but it doesn't mean you're unaligned. You just might need to be nudged a little bit into something. So no, that is, if anyone's listening, rewind that, write it down. Artemis, you need to have it as like a slogan somewhere. Being uncomfortable doesn't mean you're not, you're unaligned.
1: You're
0: yeah. misaligned, yeah. Yeah, misaligned. yeah. t-shirts. T-shirts. i t-shirts. I love that because I think a lot of people, especially in the spiritual community, need to hear that as well because they could potentially be missing out on great things because they've just gone, feels awkward, it's not, it's not aligned. So what do you love about what you do? Like, what's the thing that gets you up in the morning? You don't need your morning coffee because you're just ready to go.
1: When I have clients and you see that light in their eyes change because they just realize that's something that they have just kind of been really grappling with and going, this is never going to get better. And it's so terrible. And, you know, when Something, when they realize something, they realize there's an option there. They're, they realize there's a different way of being in there. That initial kind of aha thing for them. But then more so when they go away and they actually put it into their life and they come back to the next session and they're so excited because they want to tell you that you know their estranged teenage daughter is now asking them for help. That their husband who never listened to them is now going, okay, let's talk about this, right? So I get excited because and I'm getting shivers because I really believe in the, um, you know, the ripple effect that, you know, my greatest place in life is the people I have an immediate relationship with. If I can be the best me, if I can be the most honest, most standing and integrity version of me, then how I raise my children, then the conversations I have with my friends and my husband and my family impact their reality and then how they play out in the world. So when I see a client get that kind of realization that there's a different option for them, I'm so excited for them. And then when they come back and they tell me that, you know, they had this really hard conversation but it turned out better than they expected, it's not only their life now that's being transformed but that friend or that child's life that they're interacting with. So
0: that's what I love. (laughs) And I think that's like what you've mentioned is so important, like how you show up. It does affect the people around you. So you're unaware or unconscious of it. You giving someone a smile could change their whole day. You giving someone the wrong tone, like you may be saying something that's, you know, just whatever, but the tone behind it could affect someone's day. So knowing that you're then showing up as best as you can and and giving your best self forward without any of the triggers or the crap heap You're also affecting the people around you, which is important to remember.
1: I think, you know, over the last couple of years, the importance of community relationships, connections has really become even more obvious because from the times we were isolated or not able to see our loved ones, it's kind of made, um, I've kind of come to describe the last three years as all of the crap that was there, that was kind of hidden in all the busyness and the noise. It's all now sticking out like dog's balls yeah okay everything there's no pretending things aren't there anymore you know there are people that you know I I knew in the business circles for quite a few years and all their problems were because they were so busy but they were too busy but they were too busy and this and this and this right and what happened in the first year and a half of COVID everything was locked down but guess what they still had the same problems and they were still finding all the ways to be so busy (laughs) <laughs> that they couldn't look at what was going on for them. So, you know, it's just like, hey, are you still too busy? Because, <laughs> you know, there's a little insight there. So, the, you know, um, the gift of COVID is it brought a lot of things. Challenges, yes, but it brought a lot of things into stark reality.
0: Yeah, it did. Okay, so when you started your business, what is some advice you wish someone had given you?
1: I'd say the biggest thing that I kept tripping myself up on early days is make up your own definition of what being in business is. Because yes, to some people, if you're self-employed and you, you know, you can't walk away from your business for five months to travel the world, you know, that means you bought yourself a job. You know what, Carly, this is the best frigging job ever. (laughs) So if that's what I've got, I'm okay with that. You know, so there's, uh, there's, and I have no problem if someone's authentic wish is to grow a huge business and have staff and multiple offices, good for them. Go with that with all your heart. But that's not my desire. But for a lot of times, I felt ashamed of that. I'm like, I should want something bigger. I should want this other gigantuan thing. And I'm like, every time my nervous system would feel into that, I'm like, I don't want that. <laughs> but, you know, I had to kind of smash my head into that a few times to go, hey, every time we play this game, we go, but it doesn't make us excited. It doesn't, you know, this is what we're talking about, misaligned versus uncomfortable. I'm, I'm fine to get uncomfortable to learn new marketing. But when I think about being somewhere and disengaged from my clients and not kind of and putting everything off to some staff member, it doesn't excite me you know that doesn't mean i don't want it to grow bigger than this but i had to realize that my definition of whatever this is that i've created that's what's important to me not whether this business book says it's this or that business book says to be a real business you're supposed to do this and this and this so if i had learned that a lot earlier i would have saved myself a lot of heartache
0: I love that. I was having a conversation today about the definition of success, which goes very much with a business. When you're getting to business, people are like, "Well, you're not successful unless you do da 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 da." When you're in a business, it's not a business unless it does da 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 da, which is so it's so as you write so completely wrong because we set up these businesses to work. Well, I know I set up my business to work around my family, so my business does not look like a normal business. I work at night because my kids are asleep. So I adjust my time, my pockets of time around what works for me. And if I didn't want to do that, then I would just go back to work and I'd stack shelves or I'd work a nine to five. So I think that's incredibly important to anyone listening is as long as you're comfortable and your business is okay, and it's, and it feels aligned with you, then it doesn't need to check off whatever boxes uh, in a business book that's out there because we started it to fill either a gap or a necessity or what we wanted to do. We don't need to keep, we, it doesn't need to be a clone of anything else. I think it's the best way I'm saying Perfect. it. Yes. There's too yes. many clones out there. This is your business. Make it yours.
1: I think it's beautiful. I actually think for a lot of, because I did the same thing. I mean, this is an area I'm passionate about. But one of the key things was I wanted to work around my young children. I wanted to be there for them. Even now, they're one's almost a teen and the other one is a teen, I still want to be there. They don't stop needing you. And when I was kind of, you know, I I work with a lot of small business owners who are constantly in a space of guilt. Because if they're spending too much time with their family, they're guilty, oh, I should be doing more work. (laughs) And if there is too much time at work, they're like, oh, I'm not spending enough time with my family. I'm like, everything has a benefit and a price. You have to get super, super honest with yourself about what that is, and then make a priority. So long, uh, about a couple of years ago, I thought if I ever had to choose between being there emotionally and physically, because you can be there physically, but you'd be emotionally so exhausted, you're useless. So if I had to choose between being physically and emotionally present for my children, or doing this business, I will drop this business and go to Woolies in a heartbeat. So as soon as I made that choice, then I knew where my priorities lay. But I also know that this business is a heart calling for me. So it became more like a dance of how do I fit them exactly like you? If I I was up till 3.30 last night beating some deadlines, so there <laughs> you go, right? So you do it your way. And I do think that if our society valued the family unit, so don't even get me started on that, even if i society valued the family unit, they would actually celebrate women who start their small business as a honoring to their family in a very different way than we do these days, right? So hats off to you, sweetheart, being there for your kids <laughs> while you do amazing work, right? That's, yeah. how could you get anything more beautiful than that?
0: That's exactly it. And it's not like I could strap them to come in to Woolies and Stack Shelves with me. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> or maybe, I don't know. I used to work for Woolies. So I guess maybe it's cheaper labor. Yeah. Um, anyway. <laughs> it's okay. My NDA has finished. It's fine. Um, so <laughs> so um, awesome. no, but no, I think doing this work and, and when you're following your heart calling, it has its ups and downs, but then it is there to fit in with around with what you want to do. Because if your business is having... I was trying to strategically, I think I'm still trying to recover from my Woolies comment, but I think get the business to work for you. And it's, you know, it has not have to be a clone. I think we're so much in having everything to be the same as everyone else when we're all uniquely individual. My business is different to what your business is. Everyone's got a little bit different, even if they're selling the same stuff. So don't make it a clone. You're doing awesome work. And if you need support, this is why communities like Australian Ladies in Businesses exist. Go in, you know, if you need a nudge or you need to kick up the bum, ask in the group. If you need to get clear on something, Artemis will help you shovel your shit. That's what we're here for. So yeah. if you want to share, what's your ultimate goal for your business? Like the big, hairy, scary goal for your business.
1: Big, hairy, scary goal. I love group work. Mm-hmm. So I've done some group programs, I've done some workshops and presentations. I love the energy of when people come together, it, you know, it really kind of is an amplification. So I'd like to do, I wanna do, I, I will, I am doing, <laughs> <laughs> talk that into reality, I am doing, I am working on plans and structures for doing more group work and presentations. Yeah, so I, I just wanna kind of, and I'm also creating some DIY units Because, you know, I think the gift of a service is being able to meet people where they're at. And some people want the group environment. Some people are ready for that real deep dive of one-on-one. And some people want to be able to pace it more themselves at home. So for me, my big, hairy, scary goals is to get my DIY programs out there and to do more bigger group presentations and workshops. That's
0: what feels juicy for me.
1: Uncomfortable as hell, Kylie, but juicy.
0: <laughs> we have so many t-shirt slogans for you now. If you want to like release a merch line, so that uncomfortable one, um, don't make, don't be a clone. That's a good one. That's if a great one, up. yeah. <laughs> so if you, you're thinking about a side hustle or just the merch for your business, you're all set up now. <laughs>
1: can I tell you, I've actually got a page of ideas for t-shirts that I'm exploring. <laughs>
0: Add them and let
1: I'm let gonna add them. That's brilliant.
0: Let me know when you release them and we can pop them in the in the show link so everyone can go and grab one. And we awesome. can just all wear a shirt that says don't be a clone because the irony in that would just be <laughs> <laughs> I think that's yeah. just so timely, Kylie. <laughs> <laughs> so you're the clarity coach, you help people with their like getting rid of their shit if you could give them a tip for the listeners, something that could maybe help them start the journey so then they can come and stalk you or anything like that, what would your tip be for them?
1: Oh, just one tip. Okay. The biggest thing about either starting this journey or progressing on this journey is building your self-awareness and most of us shy away from self awareness because we equate it to blame you know and shame and guilt are such heavy dense energies that we rightly run like hell from them right mm-hmm. so our inner child our ego will run like hell then go through an experience where we heap on more shame and guilt so if you can approach yourself with i call it compassionate curiosity right so if you have a little meltdown okay not in the moment because I know sometimes it's hard in the moment but the next day when you've cooled off you can kind of go hmm I wonder what was going on for me there right not oh you idiot why did you, you know just pause that and go hmm I wonder what was going on for me there oh I wonder what that brought up I wonder what I was reacting to so if you can bring some curiosity as a way of questioning your responses your feelings your reactions then it's a lot easier to notice the patterns without feeling like you have to defend yourself against yourself. Because any version of being at war with ourselves, it's, it just, it represses more because it is in our nature to want to survive. And if we're battling ourselves, someone's gonna lose in there, right? So we kind of will, will, you know, sabotage any version of trying, to find the truth about ourselves out if we feel like we're gonna to have to sacrifice ourselves in the process. So compassionate curiosity, let the judgment go just for a few minutes at the end of the day, look at what has happened and go, hmm, I wonder why I reacted like that. And just see where that takes you.
0: That's awesome, that's an awesome tip. Okay, Artemis, where do we stalk you? How do we find you?
1: Um, my website is ArtemisK.com. I am on a Facebook as Artemis K Clarity Coach. Instagram Artemis K Clarity Coach. LinkedIn Artemis K Clarity Coach.
0: Awesome. <laughs>
1: I LinkedIn, I think, it's just Artemis K Honey, <laughs> but I'm on I'm on I'm those three. I haven't I haven't ventured into like TikTok or anything else yet. So. I'm
0: on the mains. <laughs> Awesome. So I will pop all those links below so that they can easily come and stalk you. I would 100% encourage giving Artemis's tip a go. Just, just curiosity. That's all it is. Kids are curious. So just even if you have to go into your inner child and just look at why you reacted to something, that's super important. And then if you're like, whoa, that's a lot of shit, you go and stalk Artemis and she fixes you up. Well, <laughs> yeah, she works I, with I you. I look forward <laughs>
1: to talking to our stalkers. <laughs> <sighs>
0: They're good stalkers. Lovely stalkers. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for joining me today and um, starting a t-shirt line, talking about shoveling shit and all the other fun stuff.
1: That was awesome talking to you, Kylie. Thank you so much, sweetheart.